Hi, welcome to the first episode of the Think Tank podcast. We're going to use this platform to talk or debate about some topics that we believe are worth discussing. This podcast simply hosts an open conversation, and the host on every episode might go into an intense debate or reach a consensus in the end. So the topic of this podcast would be for would first start on: Do you fully believe that efforts always pays off? So personally, I think that effort definitely plays a role, but to me, I think luck plays a greater role in deciding the outcome. Then, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with the first part of like uh, effort does, doesn't um, completely allow you to or guarantee you a success, and luck does play into it, uh, part of it. But I also think raw talent and raw power plays into it too. So if it's like eighty percent effort and being hardworking, ten percent luck and ten percent raw power and just raw talent. That but doesn't raw role. talent kind of, um, kind of counts as luck? Because if you're born with this raw talent, that means that you're lucky that you have this power. It depends on how you define luck. Okay, then that's defined the luck. <laughs> so what do you believe as luck? Um, let's see, luck. Can cut this far out, but let me think. Okay, I'll I'll just provide what a dictionary says. So a dictionary says luck is success success or failure apparently brought by chance rather than through one's own action. Mm-hmm. And then so for me, I think talent is a part of luck because you can't like your talent isn't one's own action. It's just. You can't decide what you want to be talented in or what you're good at. It's like an inherent thing.、Mm-hmm. So to me, I think talent is also plays a role in luck. True, because if luck is raw talent, but also you gotta use utilize those raw talent, and then that links to effort. Also, like the utilizing part counts as part one's own action. Yeah. Okay, I can agree with that. So, like how you spend your money, same thing. But so, the point is now here is success is made out of luck, talent, and effort. Yeah. But then what is like the ratio? I just said it. It's eighty percent、um, effort and being hardworking, ten percent raw talent, and then ten percent luck. I separate luck and raw talent because luck,、uh, raw talent doesn't come. Under luck, but it's different kind of luck. So the ten percent of luck here, it's more like the opportunity when you're walking on the street or you take MRT with someone and you have they happen to be a CEO of some company that they help you out, or like you just happen to sit next to someone famous or someone who can help you out. So you got a meeting with someone else and then that help you with your career or what you're doing. So although raw talent fits under luck. Sort of separate in this scenario. Okay. Well, like for me, I also agree in the fact that success is made up made up of luck, talent, and effort.、Mm. But the ratio, I think, it's more a fifty percent effort, and then maybe like forty thirty percent of luck and twenty percent of talent,、mm. because. I think even if you have the talent and you are、um, willing to 
put effort into this talent that you have and kind of develop it you still need the luck and like you still need the luck for people to realize you and to acknowledge you like even if you're so hardworking and you have this talent and you perform so well in this thing but you just don't have the luck for someone to acknowledge you let's say you're a singer Mm-hmm. You have talent in like singing, and you and you are you put in a lot of effort into this c- kind of career that you want to be in. But if you're not lucky enough for a, a company to acknowledge you, then mm-hmm. that effort still goes to waste. If your ultimate goal is to become famous as a singer, would. Is it twenty percent luck and thirty percent raw talent? No, it's thirty percent luck and twenty percent raw talent. Okay. Interesting. But so you're counting effort, if with that sing, uh, singer example. So the singer's singing talent isn't raw power; it's effort. No, it's like you can have this. Like okay, no matter how much talent you have, you still need to put in the effort to kind of develop this right. talent. Right. But then that you still have a thirty percent. Uh, what thirty percent chance, you without luck. That's a very high percentage. Thirty percent chance without luck. Yeah, seventy percent chance without luck. Yeah, so so it's like, it's like, if you're even okay, let's say you're lucky, mm. and then there's like this company who wants who wants who I who wants to sign you as a singer. But you still need that seventy percent of luck and ta- you still need that seventy percent of talent and effort for you to be worthy enough to be acknowledged and for the company to be wanting right. to see. But what about the other way around? If you have fifty percent of effort and uh, you have raw talent, but you don't have luck, you still can guarantee some sort of success from that, right? If you don't have luck. But only fifty percent of effort and twenty percent of talent. Well, well, it depends on what effort is. Is effort just uh, practicing and perfecting your voice, or is it also on expanding your brand and advertising yourself? Yeah, that's the point. It's like, it's like how you define success. It's like if you, it's like your ultimate goal. If your ultimate goal is to be. Um, a famous singer, let's say. Then we all know you need to. Then what is a famous singer? It's just like okay. Let's just say a famous singer is a singer is acknowledged by a large population. What's just a large population? Just keep it simple. That's <laughs> okay. not the point here. <laughs> and then let's say you also want to be a singer, but your main goal is not to be famous. Mm-hmm. You just want to have this talent, and then maybe use it as your creative output (laughs) so if you want to use it as your creative output and then and then you only view this like skill that you have as a creative output then if you're then you don't need luck in this case because you're only fulfilling your own Mm. urge i guess but if you want to become become famous then you definitely need luck Mm-hmm. Because you need that luck to be acknowledged by someone and like the branding and all that stuff. So look, so effort does not completely pay off. Pays off. Yes. 
Okay. I, I don't believe effort completely 100% pays off. Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying 50% of the time effort pays off? Yeah, it's okay. like a half and half. So that's decided by chance, or is it a... Because um, you, you divide them almost evenly, mm-hmm. 50%, and uh, raw, raw talent's under luck. So it's 50% luck and 50% raw talent. Yeah. So if a person is doesn't have any talent, talent and they work their whole life and put in 50% of the effort, they still have a chance to not completely be find any success well yeah because like okay let's use this analogy mm-hmm. so let's say you have a soul as your obstacle mm-hmm. if you put in all your effort on trying to like smash your head into this wall trying to get through this wall then there's like this really, really low probability that you're going to succeed, even though you are putting in all this effort to overcome this wall. No, but your odds are like 50-50. Yeah. So even if you put in all the effort, there is your luck still decides whether you uh, can succeed or not. So that's like, do you even have free will in your life? Or is it up to fate? Because you divide it evenly. Mm-hmm. So... Again, if a person is extremely lucky, doesn't have any talent, they could still succeed or not. And, and that's an um, even chance. And if someone put in 100% of work, but because of how you split them up, if they put in 100% of work to, throughout their entire lifetime, they still have a chance to not succeed or, or succeed. So like you, you don't believe in free will in life, no, I don't believe in free will, to be honest. Why? Like, I, I get that people say free... Like, I get that people want to use the idea that people have free will to mm-hmm. keep people op- optimistic and then be willing to work harder mm-hmm. because they want to say that you have the free will to decide what your life wants to be. Mm-hmm. But this brings back to the topic of luck again. It's like... There's a lot of determining factor that you can that can't be controlled by humanity. Mm-hmm. It's like there is a certain amount of luck involved in every incident that happens. Mm-hmm. So, like, if even if you have free will, let's say you have free will in doing what you want to do, mm-hmm. but there's like still this amount of free will that isn't controlled by humanity you can't control Uh, who's controlling the who's controlling everything that supernatural power it's kind of like a if in a more in a not scientific way it's kind of like a supernatural power but i'm not trying to be superstitious or anything here Mm -hmm. but it's i'm just and I'm not like trying to advocate for anything. I'm just saying I think that you can, you don't have complete control over your life because there's still this complete control or any control. Complete control because so you still have control because we all know that there is this uncertainty in life. There's this constant uncertainty. But you say you don't believe in free will. Yeah, I don't believe in free will. Then where's that uncertainty coming from? Yeah, because you don't have free will, so there is uncertainty. 
No, because you don't have free will, you can't make any decision. Everything's decided for you. There is no uncertainty about your life. Okay, let's. It's not that you don't have uncertain. You don't have free will. You don't have complete free will. You still have space. Okay. Let's divide free will up. Uh-huh. There's this portion of free will that you can control, which is controlled by humanity. What's that portion of it? Like effort. You have free will to control how much effort you want to put in. You have free will to decide what you want to put your effort in. You have free will to decide what what um, field you want to work in. It's like all these free will. Do you? Yeah. Do you really? It's like. Or is it decided for you? Okay, this is like the complex thing. I know. Okay, then what? Then what do you think? Then? On what? Like, do you have? The free will to decide what, um, like, do you have the free will to decide what you want to work in? I don't think so. I think, um, there is a inherent past written for you. You just gotta try to find it in life, and if you don't find it, you either don't find purpose in life, and life is meaningless to you. That's nihilism. Or you find that path that's written for you and you follow it out. Mm-hmm. So you inherently don't have free will. Your whole life's been leading up to finding the purpose of your life. And that path you're working on, it's, it's like you start with at multiple points and then slowly narrows down into one single path. And so inherently you, you don't have free will. You just arrive at the same point um, through different methods. So... It's, it's a discussion about whether the journey or the endpoint is what you're looking for. If the journey, then you have free will. But the endpoint, you don't. All humans die. That's like a very apparent example. So you're saying that if you're talking about a purpose of a person's life, mm-hmm. um, everyone have this predetermined purpose of their life. Yes. But it's just... The free will comes in when you decide like which path you want to take when achieving this purpose of your life. Mm-hmm. No, you don't really choose the path, but the path is different. Let's say you have there's ten billion possibilities where you can arrive at one point. You don't this. Uh, you aren't able to choose which path you take. You just follow the path along. So you don't really have free will. But from a certain point of view, you're looking at if you're looking at the journey, you do have free will between different. Uh, it depends on how you define free will. Mm-hmm. So free will is about uh, not being limited to one single way, a predetermined path. Then from the 10 billion possibilities down to one point, you, does, you do have free will. But if from a single point, you from start from point A to B, uh, when you're born and when, you, when you're dead, there's no free will. Oh, so it's like a perspective problem. Yeah. So if like you're standing from a first person perspective, mm-hmm. you don't really have free will because you're just really following along this path. Yeah. But if you're standing from a third person perspective, it's like you have so many choices, but you just follow along this specific path. Yeah, you have so many, you don't really have choices, but you can interpret it as having choices. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then what leads you to believing that the purpose of life is already pre-scripted or like predetermined for everyone? Because for, from what I've um, at least observed, 
there is, oh, I think it's this. There are people, you have to admit that there are people that's good at certain field, and that's where the raw talent part comes in. Mm-hmm. So raw talent doesn't come randomly. It's something that you are good at, and then it's, it, comes in, it comes like with you, like a package deal. So you as a person have a certain talent, and then you just have to find that talent. And where that talent comes in, you don't know how. But you know you're good at this. And if you explore on it, you're probably really good at this. And mm-hmm. that's where I think you do have a path on it. It's like a hint at the start of a game. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, yeah, just a hint so you know to follow that direction. But also, not everyone's uh, like what they're good at. So if you're good at math, but you want to pursue art or something. So oh. that's where... Uh, that's where your hint, you do have that. So that's where the free will comes in. Um, you probably don't have the choice to choose uh, whether you're good at math or not, but you do have a choice to choose art, and that's one of the uh, possibilities. And either way, if the person end up pursuing art and abandoning math, then that is where the, the, their life almost, wait, yeah, their life almost becomes meaningless. Or so, not. Okay. If I guess what I'm trying to say here is it's it's very rare when people find what they enjoy and what they're good at. Mm-hmm. And so when they find that, that's like if you weigh all the possibilities, that's the m- most successful and uh, um, be- best path they can take. But if what they like and what they're good at doesn't match up, it's a very hard process very difficult path and then do you also you believe that just because something someone is good at something that doesn't mean that they enjoy something yeah normally well yeah you don't have to be you don't have to enjoy something you're good at but most of time you because you're good at this you enjoy it yeah yeah then why would some people choose something that they don't enjoy no why would some people choose something that is that they're not good at but they enjoy because they they find purpose in it oh so it's like it's not only about being good at something it's yeah like it's really find a pur- finding a purpose to me if you have a purpose you can reach a internal happiness <laughs> okay yeah that sounds deep no it's it's it depends on if someone reaches, it depends on what you define success. Again, if it's about material wealth, then you obviously choose the path you're good at yeah. and trying to go to uh, to become the top of your field. But if you find a way, which is the hardest path, reach inter- internal happiness from something that comes from inside. When you're doing that, this stuff, you enjoy it. It's one of the hardest things in life. But then whether you're successful or not, you're happy regardless. And if you define success by happiness, then you're very successful. Oh, so it's like defining meaning through this process or find, finding meaning or happiness through the ultimate outcome. Yeah. Is a deciding factor. Yeah. It's also the purpose. Well, I, yeah, I actually agree on the fact that it's like, people every i think everyone every individual view things have different values Mm -hmm. based on different circumstances and different Mm -hmm. values they are raised in or 
they are born in. But yeah, I think I do agree on a point that val everyone has a different value, and it's like the approach you use. Like maybe some some people really value wealth. Mm-hmm. And then they view wealth as an ultimate link to happiness. Do you think that has that the that's controlled by fate and free will? Which like, part is controlled? By of your definition of success, that's what you're saying. It's like people, some people value material wealth, uh, some people value happiness. Do you think that forms that comes from something that's given to you, or that's something that you you're born with? So it's like nature versus nurture. Yeah, do you think your um, world view is entirely defined by your environment that you grow up in, mm-hmm. or is there something that's in you? You just have to find it, um, not find it. You have to almost activate it. Something that is in you, but you have to activate it. Yeah. Or something that you're born like, with, like a robot with a protocol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, wait, so the question is, um, whether it's, is it decided by the environment you're born in, or Mm -hmm. is it decided by, like, what is within you as an individual? Yeah. Do you think, um, yeah, let's say Lord of the Fly from 8th grade. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they're all nurtured to become humans, uh, and civilized individuals. But when they are dropped on an island alone, they go back to their primitive self, their nature, what they are within. So it sort of shows that um, nature overpowers nurture in dangerous situation. Or in like, you know how they say people uh, reveal their true self when they're uh, facing their death. Yeah. Sort of same situation. You can, you can train a lion to eat... Uh, to become a vegan. Yeah. But when they're really hungry and meat is right in front of them, they still choose to eat meat because that's in their nature. Yeah. So no, I, I believe no matter how much uh, you nurture something, teach someone or something uh, to, do, uh, to do something that goes against what they are born to do or their nature, it doesn't work because when uh, that nurture uh, position or belief is challenged they go back to the nature yeah well i believe in the point i believe in the point that it's like people go into their most primitive status when mm-hmm. facing an extreme danger yeah but i also do believe in the fact that nature can be changed in a mm-hmm. last extreme example like like Let's say you're, let's say you're, everyone is born benevolent, Mm -hmm. but you're nurtured in this family where violence and there's constant violence and constant disagreements Mm -hmm. happening. So because of, because of the fact that you're nurtured in this full of conflicted environment, Mm -hmm. you kind of, um, subconsciously not sub like it's kind of inevitable for someone to be nurtured into a more violent or more of a savage nature rather than the original state of being benevolent so i think what you're trying to say is you're throwing out the question whether humans are inherently good or evil yeah 
because if some, because from my example, I believe that humans are inherently bad. So when when they're trained to uh, be well or behave well, once once that belief is uh, challenged, they go back to their bad state. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, if a good kid is raised in a bad neighborhood, what, what was your point? Does the kid become bad or good? Stay yeah. good. Yeah. The kid stays good. No, the the kid turns bad. Oh, the kid turns bad. Yeah. Okay. So you think humans are inherently good until they're polluted by their environment. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Well, not like in. Okay. I'll say that. Okay, let me elaborate on that. Mm. I think humans are inherently good because, like, you're born. What you're born without any. If you're born without any threat, and in the more most primitive stage, it's like there's no point of you being evil, if mm-hmm. you if you are living as this individual. Without the interference of others, but when you are born into the society where humans are social creatures and you are forced to interact with others, you start to realize like different aspects of humanity. Like selfishness and then like the fight for being, the fight for authority and all that. So, it kind of affects a person in a way where it's kind of. This is like kind of how. Like, it's kind of forcing them to become forcing certain individuals to become selfish to fight for the greatest good of themselves in order to thrive this which is where darwinism comes in kicks in do you are you familiar with the concept of sleeper agent no so there are agents that start trained uh trained and then like spread off to uh different countries or organization but they're not activated and once they're activated, they go back to becoming an agent. So is human the same? When you're, when you're a kid, you're inherently evil. But all that from like, I don't know, 1 to 7 or 8, or even all the way to 18, you've been nurtured to become good. But once you've seen that, like, um, like society, again, all the violence happening, then you go back. It's like you're activated oh. as a sleeper agent. So it's like something that triggers you to become... Yeah. It's like... No, it's not like PTSD. It's sort of like PTSD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, because like, humans came from, like, the primitive world. And then, so you got to face nature and then animals and all that. So you're inherently a hunter in your blood. And you fight. And so... Because... If if it's if humans are inherently good, there wouldn't have been so much war, and like fighting land, fighting for lands, even mm-hmm. before, yeah. So before the establishment of human civilization. So you're saying that humans are inherently evil, and then, like you can nurture them to become good, but because but and then but war and violence are proof that humans are easily triggered to, like back to become the stage of evil again mm-hmm. like how they are born mm-hmm. so okay so i definitely see like the logic in your point but like what i said i think dar darwinism and then like how 
the fittest survive in mm. this case works better in a logical sense because it's like people are trying to you need to be the best in order to survive mm -hmm. in this collective unit so But, so being the fittest to survive is being good it's like okay so being the fittest to survive you can't mm -hmm. just be good mm -hmm. good isn't enough because not be pure no <laughs> it's not like pure it's like because people who want to be the fittest let's say everyone is born uniformly um good mm. pure mm. but that doesn't make you stand out in this collective unit mm. so you have to kind of use some str strategy or it might be some evil strategy to make yourself stand out uh -huh. so by that act itself it turns humans into like evil so humans should be good and everyone should be equal you're a communist now no <laughs> That's what you're describing, though. No, it's not communist. It's just <laughs> in this most primitive stage of being born, humans are not evil. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in that there will be humans who are just born evil without okay. any human influence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah, I think... The last topic there, it there's definitely some controversies, and there's definitely mm -hmm. there's definitely a logical way to explain both both arguments, mm -hmm. but it's really based on your personal values, kind of. Mm -hmm. So on this episode of the podcast, we have covered um, some topics like does effort pays off, and then we talked about free will versus fate, and then na nature versus nurture, and all these stuff. And we're not trying to advocate our, we're not trying to advocate any specific opinions or anything here. We're just trying to prompt some discussion and then to maybe to prompt some commonly disregarded aspects of these topics. So mm -hmm. thanks for joining us this week on the Think Tank podcast and make sure to visit our, visit our Instagram account at underscore think tank underscore. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And that concludes our podcast this week. Thank you and see you on the next episode.